Welcome, everyone, back to Funny Hot and Very Cool. That sounded so unenthusiastic. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're doing this again. I don't know what's happening, but I'm just here for... I don't know for... what's happening. I don't know why I'm here. Yeah, I'm just... I'm here. That's that's all I have for you. Um, Did you hear my straw? Not really. Oh, squeaky. Mm. It sounds mm. like when you put your like hands together and make them fart. Yeah, I have another announcement to make um, this episode. I'm not kelping once again. Um, Crazy. I don't have a kelp to pop. It's a little on the later side, and I really need to sleep tonight. So I had to forego the caffeine. Meanwhile, I'm, like, dying. So I need it. I mean, yeah. Enjoy, please. (laughs) If that um, cold opening wasn't enough for you guys. (laughs) <laughs> if that wasn't enough of an indicator for why Hannah needs a jolt of caffeine. Yeah. I'm also sleepy. I can't promise that I'm not going to yawn throughout the course of this episode. Also, everyone, thanks for sticking around while we keep fucking blowing off weeks. Um, Sometimes life hands you lemons and you are in a mental state where you're physically incapable of making lemonade, but we're back. So, hey, we are so back. Hi, guys. So back. (laughs) We're so funny and hot and very cool. And we're back. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm talking to people in the wild about having a podcast and they're like, oh, what's the name of it? I get a little embarrassed that we... (laughs) decided to name our podcast funny hot and very cool because then they just look at you and they're like oh so you agree you think you're really pretty (laughs) yeah they're like okay it's even funnier where yeah when you're out in the wild and it's people you really don't know at all yeah that literally happened to me an hour ago (laughs) yeah I feel like if you've met them like maybe once or twice it's not as bad but like the people yeah. you're just like nice to meet you oh. yeah brand new interaction I have a podcast that basically like praises how I how I wish I thought about myself <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah well, here we are trying to gaslight our self-esteem still in 2024 and we're um, gonna fucking do it yeah and this person that I was talking to we got into like a debate about some heated food opinions and one of them I wanted to bring up because I know that you have a very strong stance on this oh no and that's the existence of goldfish oh yeah you love goldfish I do and for everyone listening I'm going to be really vulnerable and open with you all right now and tell you I'm a goldfish hater it's They're true. A stupid snack. I love them. <laughs> I hate them. I think they taste great and I like that they are shaped like fish. Yeah, this person kept being like, They're the snack that smiles back. And I'm like, I don't really need my food to interact with me. I, I do. And maybe that tastes says- good. And those do not. <laughs> maybe it says more about the people eating goldfish than it does about <laughs> the snack itself. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're all on the spectrum together. <laughs> 
seeking validation from my cheese flavored crackers yeah we're all in therapy and it's fine um or yeah. we should be look if you're my um, therapist prescribed a costco sized carton of goldfish literally <laughs> if you're over the age of like 25 and you still enjoy goldfish just you know take a look in the mirror and really think about some stuff if you're not in therapy <laughs> Well, I am in therapy and I don't like goldfish. So what does that say about me? I think that's fine. I think the people, yeah, the people who like goldfish (laughs) and aren't in therapy are are like more of a red flag. Okay. Fair enough. We also got talking about, um, soups and Mm. you know, my strong stance on miso soup. Yes, I do. Um, that it's dishwater with an upsetting amount of tofu in it. Um, I just, yeah, it feels like when you put a bunch of dishes in the sink with food remnants on them and then the water doesn't drain. So the water gets all murky and like soggy food items. And then they put it in a bowl and put some raw tofu in it and some spinach. It's seaweed. Whatever. (laughs) That was awful. That, yeah, yeah I probably... how much Kimmy knows about it because she doesn't like it so that much. I could have used context clues for that one that it definitely <laughs> probably wasn't spinach, but that's fine. It happens. Look, I I discovered one of my friends recently. He doesn't like soup at all. Um. Okay. I take that personally. Um... <laughs> Same. Okay. Thank you. Same. <laughs> I'm a um, soup girl. I am a soup girl. Um, you I was have like, a designated soup spoon. Um, not a, a specific type of spoon. Yes, not a mm-hmm. one specific spoon. Yes, it th- it has to be the little one. Oh, I, I use little spoons for everything. Once again, disclaimer: I am in therapy, and I am probably on a spectrum of some sort. Don't know which one, but I love small <laughs> silverware, and I will use it every day if I could. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree with that. I have a, a problem with silverware in general. Why do the like packs of them only come with like I feel like a tablespoon is too big, mm-hmm. and a teaspoon is too small. I need the middle ground spoon, mm-hmm. ex- especially when it comes to soup because I can't get enough in the little one. It's just, yeah. Um, in my household, we use the like Asian soup spoons that have like mm-hmm. the little deepness to them. Yeah, those are, those the are quite nice soup spoons, like the ones soup. that they serve with miso soup. Oh yeah, or like pho yeah. or ramen. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do. I'm fond of those. I do like those quite a bit. Yeah, so those are good. Um, but... why doesn't this friend like soup? I'm I'm not past it. So my friend, I asked him about soup and he was just um saying that it's like the texture i guess and he doesn't really want to like have to like drink it but i was like what about smoothies and he was like smoothies are fine because smoothies are arguably even more of a texture violation i don't know it was i'm trying to remember exactly what he said but it was something along the lines of like how do you feel about a smoothie and he was like fine with smoothies but then the soup he didn't like and it wasn't like specific to hot liquid and it wasn't specific to like a texture violation. And I was like, is it because most soups are like a savory thing and smoothies are more sweet maybe? And he was like, I think yeah. that's it. But um, speaking of this too, like my sister doesn't like smoothies because 
she mm-hmm. it's a texture violation for her really mm-hmm. and also like she doesn't want to have to like chew on her drink but she loves yeah. soup and i think maybe yeah. it's the fact that like soup is more of a food and smoothies are more of a drink that these two camps of people maybe can't get over and it's like i'll drink mm-hmm. it but i don't want to have to eat it versus i'll eat it but i don't want to have to drink it i like a smoothie but nothing makes me want to throw it at the wall more than when you accidentally get the like 60 percent ground up frozen fruit chunk in your mouth that just like didn't hit the blades at the right time somehow even though you blended it for literally four minutes straight on the highest setting and stopped it so that it all sank to the bottom and started it again 50 times yeah when i get that little piece in my mouth I want to just spike the smoothie yeah I want to throw it at the wall and I think that's why they invented like the Vitamix Ninja Blenders because apparently those you know remove that issue they catch them all apparently that's why they're like Mm -hmm. the superior blenders hey well I'll believe it when I see it I know but I mean I don't have one (laughs) yeah I'll believe it when I don't eat it. Um, I go on smoothie kicks. Like, I'll have one every day for three months, and then I will literally be drinking one and almost regurgitate it mid-sip because I get such bad flavor fatigue. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I – no. Flavor fatigue is so real. I just get – I get so bored. I have trouble with leftovers. It also – I get skeevy with leftovers, too, that, like – Oh, they're old. I'm way too lenient about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really weird about stuff like that. But like uh the the smoothie, um, like if I have it too many times, I'm like, I have to take a break or else I'm gonna stop yeah. liking the smoothie. And I don't want that to happen. I don't do that with songs I become obsessed with. Well, I that's should. true. It's it's everything. I hyperfixate on everything. Although I will say I have been eating the same breakfast for over a year now yeah and I look forward to it every single day yeah that's true I feel like there are probably some things I could eat every day but are they necessarily good for me no but the fact that your breakfast is like good for you and you still enjoy it I think is amazing because I'm like I could have a bagel egg and cheese like every day but yeah oh oh my gosh and a toasted everything bagel with cream cheese right now yeah I haven't eaten dinner. I'm so hungry. And Ugh. all I have in my refrigerator is what I eat for lunch every day, which is the equivalent of like a toddler plate for adults. <laughs> it's just like a conglomeration of vegetables and fruit and like cottage cheese and literally deli turkey slices. <laughs> the occasional cracker if I like happen to have them. Yeah. But I don't want that right now. What I really want is soup. And what I want even more is to broil some fucking Chipotle. Okay, I have not looked at any of this broiling Chipotle thing. What is this about? Okay, okay. I'm so excited. Because off the top asking. of my head, I have questions. That's fair. And so do I, but I'm not willing to in- to inquire about the answers to other people on the internet. I need to find out for myself. So... For everyone listening, the whole broiled Chipotle trend is when you get a Chipotle bowl and you get sour cream and cheese on the side. If you normally don't put those things on your burrito bowl, then skip over the section is not relevant to you. You're supposed to get those things on the side. You take your burrito bowl home or you get it delivered to you, whatever. 
you put the cheese down on the top like evenly because we all know they don't do that and then you put the sour cream down on top and then you broil it so it becomes like this cheesy melty creamy topping to the burrito bowl and then you eat it with chips and the most recent hack is that people have been topping it with the vinaigrette as well so it's just like this cheese pull delight um i do have a few questions yeah about those bowls when you broil them that's a fire hazard that has to be a fire hazard those bowls are like not microwave safe either there's plastic in them probably yeah i was thinking that as well but that it's also that thing like where you can put the pizza box in the oven for a little bit like that blows my mind i'm like i mean that's cardboard and you can do that on like a very low setting but like a chipotle bowl has like that weird like plasticky coating on the inside yeah it's listen is it probably giving off toxins yeah Yeah. but like we've all drank out of plastic water bottles recently and sleep with our phones under our pillows so what's one more you know i guess i mean okay and then my other thing is i've never broiled sour cream I feel like I would want to put that on top of the broiled melty cheese. But yeah, I mean, I think that would have the same effect. I think the idea is that, like, you know how every slow cooker, like, buffalo chicken dip, whatever you fucking ate at the Super Bowl, always has, like, a container of sour cream in it because it just adds that, like, oh yeah, thickness. I yeah, think yeah. that's the extent of what they're doing with this. They're basically making it this, like, creamy cheese on top i understand the point of having the sour cream in it i just don't know why you would broil with the sour cream in it it feels like more of a bake than a broil like to me a broil is like you're melting and crisping and browning the top of your bowl i think that maybe the broil and this is my question i don't want my guacamole and lettuce served to me hot so that's my one drawback where I'm like maybe the broil aspect is just to really quickly melt the top so that maybe some of the temperature integrity of the internal ingredients that aren't supposed to be cold stay as such yeah um what I'm hearing then is it's basically what everybody typically does where you mix the whole bowl together and then eat it with chips except that the cheese is all melted yeah so that's what it is. It's not a hack. It's just you're melting cheese into your instead of having yeah, regular chunks. Let me of have it. I've been fixated on this for two weeks, it and I'm trying to delicious. only order out once a week. So, and I haven't had a week where I can, and I can't stop thinking about it. You guys, it sounds delicious, and I really want Chipotle now that we're talking about it. But I just to have like a whole trend about it is just like okay, like you you're doctoring it up a bit, maybe. Also, the vinaigrette. Yeah tastes delicious i've never tried it this i'm i'm so so delicious however however just note that it has a lot of calories in it (gasps) it is one of the higher calorie items i mean it's chipotle so splurge right but like just everyone (laughs) be aware 
if I'm already, dude, I get extra sour cream at Chipotle. I am not yeah. ordering Chipotle to cut my calories. <laughs> For sure. But some people are going to be like, I got like a veggie bowl at Chipotle. I'm so healthy or a salad or whatever. And then it's just like, just be mindful that the vinaigrette well, uh, is yeah. the secret there. Same thing with Condiment? like the chips have tons of sodium Condiment? too. Yeah. Condiments will freaking get you. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I love them for it. <laughs> Practice safe snacks. Use condiments. I'll see myself out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Just maybe. Speaking, yeah, of um, TikTok hacks, I have an announcement to make. Um, mm -hmm. This podcast is about to get a lot less funny and interesting and cool because I deleted TikTok. We have nothing to talk about outside of TikTok. All right. So. Good to see you. <laughs> Sorry, hang up. Bye. Click. Yeah, it was, um, it wasn't, how, how are you supposed to have a personality now? <laughs> I know I'm, I don't, I mean, I really don't, I, um, don't have anything to talk about and I don't read. I mean, I started reading again. I'm like on this journey, whatever. <laughs> I started reading again a little bit and, um, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. I'm not a big reader. I have a whole a whole shit that I can get into about why I'm we can and then I want I also want to know what book you're reading have we ever talked about why I'm not a reader on this podcast not on this podcast my soapbox okay H yeah when here I let me help you up onto your Thank soapbox you. okay thanks so much um when I first started dating in DC so like I don't know six seven years ago one of the things I realized that was a common thread on so many men's profiles is that they would have this description of a woman that was like, I don't really need someone who like goes out and parties all the time. I more so prefer someone who just likes to curl up with a good book and a cup of tea. And it was like this one profile after the other would say something like that. And at the time I was like a reader, I enjoyed reading. It was one of my hobbies, but then I hated like when I would end up talking to men like that, how they associated staying in with a good book and tea. That was always the accompaniment, um, associated that with being intelligent and people who like to go out and party as being like dumb girls. And it was just this like really weird like sexist theme that I kept seeing that basically guys were like oh I just like yeah I and it, a smart it, girl who reads and it's also like I don't want the party girl who maybe slept around or whatever I want the girl who's going to be like the 1950s housewife and she doesn't right. drink and get crazy or whatever yeah so okay, I, Steve just, yeah I literally it pissed me off to the point where I started changing who I was because I was like, Hey, look, I don't sit at home and read. That's not one of my hobbies, but I can still cream you in an argument and prove to you that I'm an intelligent person just because I'm not fucking sitting at home and probably reading smut, which is what all of those girls. It's so true. Read. And you know what? Power to them. I support that hundred percent. Yeah. That's what the romance like, novels are guys. Yeah. The whole I don't know the whole thing really bothered me so I literally stopped reading because I was like I can be someone who is smart and worthy of a relationship but who also goes out on the weekends and has fun yeah I so was that's why I stopped reading I was dumb when I read and I'm dumb when I go out I'm a dumb girl let me live yeah. get over it yeah and I'm also smarter than you still so suck it right. Steve. yeah both dumb and smart 
put that on my tombstone. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's why I stopped reading. I'm reading a book now. Genuinely, don't know the name of it. Uh, no is idea. it fiction, nonfiction? No idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are you like three pages you? in? <laughs> no. We're <laughs> Kimmy. I can't believe I don't know any of this. So, Kimmy, how far um, are you in the book? Like four chapters. <laughs> We're reading me and my roommate Audrey and our friend Lucy are in a quote unquote book club where oh. we decided to read a book together and then eventually discuss it. However, that was supposed to happen in January. It is now almost March and it hasn't happened. Um, so I finally downloaded the book and started reading it. So I downloaded it on my Kindle, which is why I can't tell you the name of it because I'm not constantly staring at the name of it like you would in a normal book. Like gotcha. I don't know what the cover looks like. I don't even know who wrote it. I have no idea. It's about the Ted Bundy murders in Florida State. Oh, the one with the sorority yeah. house from their perspective. I heard yeah. really good reviews about that book. So I don't know if it's considered nonfiction it's then? technically a non it's like a historical fiction i guess because it's okay. based on real life but i think right. there are it's not like a factual recounting it's like a fictional and I'm like is the i don't know because i literally went into this whole thing blind i don't know if the woman who's writing it from the first person is actually one of the survivors or if she's writing it from a fictional point of view that's what I don't know. Oh, interesting. I'm like, is she really one of them or is she writing this in the shoes of one of them? I don't, I don't know. think the author actually is a survivor, yeah. but the, the narrator themselves, who's to say? Yeah. So yeah, um, reading a little bit crazy. I don't know how I got here. I don't know what we were talking about before. Um, I, I also started reading again, though. If you- Slay. Yeah, I, I have to stop saying that. <laughs> you keep texting me in all caps too. Slay. I know. Oh God, I, slay, texted you, I texted you right before we were starting to record and I said sly and then did the little asterisk and did slay. <laughs> Yesterday you texted me a big slay too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'll have to start calling you on that in text now, but yeah. Um, no, I also picked up a book recently, which is great, but, um, it was Ooh, one that my, <laughs> I know, oh, is this getting older? You start, no, up shut up. Stop. <laughs> um, my therapist recommended it and I've also heard other people really recommend it too. It's a nonfiction book. Whoa. Um, it's called, right, I didn't know you were better than all of us. Oh, did you not know that I have a podcast? Of course I'm better than everyone so true bestie so true yeah so um add that to the list um but it's called the book of boundaries and so mm -hmm. it's about boundary setting and stuff which is love you I've talked been about this on. you talked about this a couple episodes ago because your sister had read it she was going to and then um wow she, she did the ball yeah Kelly, she's been busy i'm disappointed <laughs> we're disappointed that we're the only ones reading now um yeah well i mean what else am i supposed to do without tiktok but like true everyone when i'm saying this app was so directly feeding my delusions it was literally insane like it feels like it was in my brain in terms of how on point these like relationship recommendations would be 
health recommendations would be i don't know if i've talked about it I, weird allergic reaction shit going on um if i had like doom scrolled into basically convincing myself that i had like the craziest rare skin disease like and it would give me so much anxiety it was like i know some of our friends love tiktok and have like really curated their feeds to be peaceful like brain food like genuinely only things they're interested in i like hate watch shit a lot <laughs> and also like i don't know i just it was making me absolutely delusional i was like i have to get rid of it so though i am not religious i have given it up for lent um 40 days and 40 nights <laughs> we'll oh see God. if i make it yeah i'm adding something for lent i think i'm gonna pick up a new habit okay well doesn't, let's hear it doesn't mean it's good or not no i'm just saying i think i should i haven't okay i'm actually gonna take up smoking for 40 days and see what happens fun okay <laughs> i love this challenge uh, I kind of used Lent as a reason to restart my New Year's resolutions that all went into the ground because um, so did my mental health. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, full transparency still is. Um, this whole Lent thing and me trying to be a better person because of it is uh, a facade that I'm just hoping sticks. <laughs> but people say if you do things over and over again, they eventually become a habit. So I'm like, maybe... We've got reading in there. Yeah. I'm trying to do a gallon of water a day. Hot. Um, I'm trying to only drink once a week. Wow. Who is yeah, she? Yeah, it's pretty rude and disgusting of me, but this is um, drinking has made me really sad lately, oh. so I can't. Uh, yeah, I mean, even though it is a religious thing, I think it's nice to have, like, excuses to reset or have like yeah. a reason to like do so like the people who do dry january i mean yeah granted that also is the first month of the year so it also kind of goes hand in hand with a resolution but it's like some people are like i just want to be healthier this month so with dry january totally. doing like the hard and soft number challenge 30 75 whatever the fuck it is yeah i'm kind of doing like a 75 soft i guess because i hope that i can make it past Lent with all of this i recently looked up what actually 75 heart is it's insane and the people it's in who pull it off are so privileged it's insane agree because a lot of it like the 45 minute workout outside i'm like okay ever lives in a place with winter uh, like ever had to work like grueling job hours or multiple yeah. jobs and like the eating... other part of it yeah, yeah. The, the other part of it that just really i mean i was literally just seeking some type of guidance right so i was like i'm gonna look up what this is and maybe stick to it no um part of it is taking a progress let me go back a little bit 75 hard is a mental fortitude challenge that brands itself is not being about weight loss that is a very important part of this little tangent okay with that in mind everyone one key part of 75 hard that you cannot miss or else you have to restart from day one is taking a progress photo every single day what the fuck like um hello i do not have the mental fortitude now or after i finish 75 hard to take a photo of my body every single day also it's just then clearly about weight loss um i just want to let you know that while we've been talking about this i did google it <laughs> okay i was wondering i could see your little eyes moving in the background okay um i'm on 
mm-hmm. clevelandclinic.org, which is, I okay. feel like the Cleveland Clinic is, you know, it's yeah. not trustworthy. Yeah. Um, it's in their health blog. So 75 Hard Challenge, oh, it's so hard, was started in 2019 by Andy Frisella, mm-hmm. um, who is a podcaster, entrepreneur, and CEO of the supplement company First Form. And that's form spelled P-H-O-R-M. Um, it's a one-part fitness program. Why? Yeah. One-part fitness program, one-part nutritional plan. The 75 Hard Challenge centers around the idea of, quote, mental toughness, unquote. Mm. That you have to I place my word fortitude better. Sorry. I do too. Um, you. you should do marketing for them. <laughs> Thanks. Um, you have to push yourself past your comfort zone and challenge yourself to the extreme in or in the effort to make long-term lasting improvement on your body, mind, and overall outlook on life. This feels like one of those um, when like a Marine or Navy SEAL like writes a self-help book. Yes. And they're like, you have to wake up at 4 a.m. and take a cold shower and then yell at yourself in the mirror and then you can have a good day. (laughs) So many, like, this is why I can't ever read, like, an autobiography from someone like Elon Musk or, like, whatever, these, like, mad successful CEOs because every single one of their days is going to claim to start at 4 a.m. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why did we like, as a society, universally decide that you cannot be successful unless you wake up at four a.m.? Like it's on the job description. Oh, I'm. Are you applying to be the new CEO of Amazon? Great. Set that fucking alarm. They're for three fifty nine. You don't have a choice. <laughs> you don't. You have no choice in this. You have no choice. You have to wake up at four a.m. You have to do some type of psychotic workout. Okay. Just so everyone else knows, um, for 75 days, participants must complete five critical daily tasks that double down on exercising twice a day. So that's like one inside, one outside. Um, Sticking to a rigid nutrition plan and strengthening your mental fortitude. They used it earlier in the article. Oh, hell yeah. All without rest, (laughs) cheat days, or substitutions. If one task is overlooked or partially completed, the clock restarts and you have to begin the 75-day program again, starting with day one. So that's also why I think this is really crazy is because you have to start over again. So it, like, makes it that you can't – like, they're looking at this like you can't fail. Just crazy. Yeah. Um, So they interviewed – a health and sports performance psychologist, Matthew Sacco, S-A-C-C-O, PhD. Um, as to why we're a psychology podcast again. Go as us. To why the 75 Hard Challenge raises more concerns than rewards for most people. <laughs> and mm-hmm. how certain aspects can be put to good use regardless of the state of your physical, mental, and emotional health. So we're talking about all this. The first quote from Dr. Sacco is, this is another one of those bad lifestyle plans mm-hmm. also i just this is an intrusive thought people have not made enough dick jokes about this challenge i'm sorry it's called 75 hard they haven't and the people who are doing like the opposite or the 75 soft or whatever that's kind of what i'm doing i know but i just you can make dick more. jokes about that okay so you have to follow a nutrition plan of your choice no alcohol or cheat meals and they list a couple um diets that you can try mediterranean keto vegan 
paleo, et cetera, et cetera, whole 30. So all fad diets built into a bigger fad diet. Correct. If you're not making fad like, diets fat. built into a fad lifestyle. Yeah. They're taking like all these fucking fads and putting it into one, it's yeah. one program. Um, so, you know, in order to like eat clean, eat whole foods, eat vegan, whatever, like it gets fucking expensive. So, you know, check one oh, yeah. on privilege. Um, mm-hmm. So you have two 45-minute workouts. One must be outside. So that's saying that you have an hour and a half allotted time twice. So, you know, I don't know if you can do back-to-back workouts or what, but you have an hour and a half of every day dedicated to physical fitness. Some people just only have 30 minutes, you know, because you have a busy day with a family and work. Um, So then it goes on to say, it's moderate to intensity aerobic exercises for 30 minutes a day is recommended five days a week. That's like the general doctor thing because it can help with certain things, but twice a day without a day of rest. I think we also need to remember that if you don't do any of these, you have to start over. You have to do this every day. And it's also been like scientifically proven that rest is so important for long-term like muscle build and cardio health seriously um okay so the doctor says psychologically it reinforces your commitment to physical health when you exercise twice a day but the mentality of pushing through and that exercise is supposed to be hard is supposed to hurt further and it's supposed to hurt further increases risk for somebody to push beyond just being sore so he's saying right. that this adds risk um oh uh, yeah speaking of uh, tiktok i got on the side where people were like pushing themselves way too hard in the gym and like it was scary i'm like your muscles are gonna snap like people doing the leg extension lifts where like their quads are popping out and shaking and i'm just like i cannot i can't i texted um a boy and i was like (gasps) a boy (gasps) no Um, not a man Ah, boy. And I was like, good for me. It was good. I liked your Jennifer Village. Thank Um, you. Keep working on it. Um, Okay. Oh, okay. But I was (laughs) leaving the. No, I'm saying so you can do more than just that phrase. Okay. I don't even remember what I said now. A a boy or whatever. Oh, that one was bad. Cut that one out. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, you know, when you're like leaving the gym after like, you know, like a hard workout, like you you added Mm -hmm. more weight or something, or you're not doing like just endurance, but muscle building and like your muscles are shaking. And he was like, Mm -hmm. no, I was like, what do you, what he's like, my muscles never shook. And I was like, what? Yeah, that happens to me. I've seen on the talk before, you know, my deletion gate, um, that the shake is bad to have oh sorry sorry during oh during. no i just meant like after i think if you're yeah. on like your last one because you're pushing to it the other thing is like not every Pretty workout you're gonna doesn't be... know what it's like for a woman's legs to shake <laughs> seriously <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back um but like if you're exercising to like build muscle mass and bulk like you're going to mm-hmm. be doing stuff to the point of failure which is lower yeah. reps higher weight so you probably yeah. will shake at like the very end of it but like sometimes when you leave the gym and then like i'll put my hands on the steering wheel of a car or like i yeah. go to lift something up and i'm like oh my god my, my, my oh, arm's if, shaking if my arm one of my arm days and hair wash day coincide oh god 
that's a hard shower that's a hard shower right there i'm literally like trying <laughs> yeah yeah Pain. um anyway just to wrap this up uh the doctor everyone drink a gallon of water that's you know have more water in your life i know i'm terrible at drinking water but that's number three number four for this challenge is 10 pages of a non-fiction book um and the doctor suggests you know just read anything for any amount of time and adding that is you know better than what you know not doing it so mm. um and then the last thing is as you were talking about take a progress picture crazy but healthcare providers this is written healthcare providers advise avoiding weighing yourself every day because numbers fluctuate so i guess you know what i don't know i sometimes i actually it depends obviously like there are so many different levels of comfort and like what someone is capable of handling seeing every day like i couldn't do a progress photo i think that would just lead me to nitpick and just be genuinely like unhappy literally every day looking at it also like i don't want that on my phone what yeah i think maybe that's that's like the important part is knowing like will this trigger me will i be able to still be positively or is this going to negatively affect my self-worth and appearance of myself i don't know yeah and it's interesting they say not to weigh yourself every day because it fluctuates but i actually find that weighing like if you're on a weight if i'm personally on a weight loss journey that weighing myself more frequently is actually helpful because i do see that fluctuation instead Mm -hmm. of just like on a random like week to week okay who knows what my body's doing if i like have more water retention for some reason if i'm going through a hormonal a hormonal a hormonal cycle like they're making a hormone something men also know nothing about yeah i'm you want to know something though (laughs) same like (laughs) you don't remember how the endocrine system works like Mm -hmm. that was a long time ago Mm -hmm. i know i got them yeah i know they're going through my body thanks to my iud and that's about it (laughs) yeah really it i'm with you i need i need like second like tier health class for the 25 30 and up like what's gonna happen to my body as i age i need more of that yeah, I um was supposed to be an exercise and sports science double major in college for a time being. Oh. Um because I thought I was going to go like the sport marketing route and weirdly at my school the sport business side of like education was in the EXSS program not in the business school. So I was doing both of them for a while and then on like a random Saturday we had a physiology exam that was open at 3 p.m online and or closed at 3 p.m online yeah it closed at 3 p.m on a Saturday and I had left it for Saturday to do had gotten the flu and I was recently telling this story so it's kind of funny that physiology came up on this podcast but I um was so ill that I literally slept past 3 p.m and for everyone listening yes i actually was sick i was not hungover um you know college can be deceptive um in storytelling and how we were actually sick but i had the flu and i slept through my physiology exam 
and I could not, I would have had to get a hundred on everything else for the rest of the semester in order to get like a B minus, which obviously wasn't going to happen. So dropped the class and ended up actually dropping the whole major because after that I would have had to take 18 credit hours for the rest of my time at Carolina. Um, so, yeah. I also dropped out of physiology. I thought Whoa. I wanted to do athletic training. So I was taking a, some kines courses my first year, kinesiology mm. courses. Yeah. And I studied my little tuchus off and I could not pass that not class. Not your tuchus. Yeah. I was in like a 700 person lecture. So mm. it was a lot. And I was very scared to like ask for help and questions because I was just a wee little freshman. But yeah. Anyway. Wow. Look at us. And now we're physiologists. Yeah, and now we have a podcast. Suck it, college. And now I know everything about the endocrine system. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, 75 hard. Um, I want to also quickly go back to something we were talking about with the CEOs about showering. Oh, God. This recently came up on a podcast that I follow. And while I hate duplicative content and like stealing ideas from them, I do think that this is an interesting debate. And I didn't necessarily agree with either of what they were saying so i'm like now we have a chance to talk about it are okay. you a morning shower person or a night shower person and an answer can be both yeah i'm both because it depends on my fucking schedule okay like i think like if i am showering butt crack early in the morning it's probably because i have like an event and i need to like you know blow dry my hair or something yeah. or like i was traveling the night before maybe and i didn't feel like showering before i went to bed if i don't like have to look terribly presentable i just have to look good then i'm probably shower the night before so that i don't have to worry about like allowing time to shower in the morning so i could do my makeup or something yeah um i typically like showering at night better um because I feel clean when I get into my bed then and being yes. clean in a bed is a uh, top tier feeling, totally. um, especially after you shave your legs. And, yeah. um, One I also, we have on men, exactly. men. you can shave um, your legs. If you want. I also do. And I've been trying to be better about this. in like the last six months I have been is when I like work out or like I take a walk or something and I get like sweaty and whatnot, I try to shower like pretty quickly. After. Yeah after yeah. that just for hygiene body breakouts all that kind of stuff um and my body has been responding better to that so you know if i'm going oh, to yeah. the gym at five o'clock i'm going to be showering at like seven or whenever i get home right same thing if i like go on a walk at 2 p.m i'm going to shower after that so yeah it's I whenever think... it fits my schedule yeah that makes sense i'm a night person nighttime shower person it, that also coincides because i work out in the like afternoon to evenings but like if i'm leaving let's just say standard day i wake up i work from home let's say i don't work out that day i go meet friends for drinks i come home in that standard day does it make more sense to you for me to work out when i wake up before i work or when i get home after drinks with friends I think it depends on how many drinks you have. <laughs> Hannah, we're getting too technical here. Um, I, I would guess... say oh, I would go during the day at some point before if I knew I had drinks with friends later. Okay, fine. So I will say I'm a both person. If I have plans, I'll shower before the plans. And when I get home, I will nine times out of 10 shower because. Oh, yeah. 
there is so much shit out in the wild. Like I'm walking through dog pee, pollution. Like I'm sitting in a restaurant full of meat smoke. Like there is so much. I do not understand people who can go out and about, go to an office, go out drinking, go sit in a movie theater and come home and just get in bed. Yeah. I mean, unless I am dog tired, feeling absolutely terrible. And I like, I do not have the spoons to fucking shower. Yeah. But even then, like, I would probably at least try and body shower just because right? I would feel so gross yeah. doing it. Yeah. And that's all I mean. Like, I'm not washing my hair every night. I'm just like body showering, like getting the day off. Yeah. And then the other side of the argument was like, oh, well, your body collects so much oil when you sleep. You have to, like, wake up and clean it. And I was like, more oil than what you're walking through on the subway? Uh, As someone who comes from an oily family, we have the oil gene. We are oil slicks. I do not have it that bad. But, like, my dad used to say he would shower at night and shower in the morning. Yeah. Like, when he was working. He would shower twice a day. Yeah, so does my dad. And that, if like, if that, and I've done that, you know, in the summer when you're sweaty and stuff and you have stuff going on, but like, yeah, summer is like a whole different. Speaking of showers and speaking of subways, have you realized that with like these fashion trends recently, you want to eat a subway sub in the shower and cry? Yes, not a realization (laughs) that I had previous to now, but why does everyone who lives in New York? look like they just need a shower hmm yeah even the ones that come from money everyone it's because the pretty hippie vibe is like so prevalent i feel like in a lot of places brooklyn it's the the hipster brooklyn i'm like shout please shower when did you shower last when did you shower last like you don't need a homemade deodorant we need full thing especially in the heat of summer we need full thing if you're not leaving the house Oh no. It's fine. I just made me realize that, that I think I have a pimple coming in. <laughs> oh my god, pimple twins. We have yeah, I just want to take everyone I know who lives in New York and be like, please shower. Get a nail brush. Hey, everyone, if you don't have a nail brush, get a nail brush. Just wash underneath your nails. Oh, that's so crazy. I don't have a nail brush. Get it. it but my tries- nails aren't that long. I also broke a nail mad bad today and it hurt. I feel like also you're pretty clean, you know? Uh, yeah, thanks, Hannah. I'm pretty hygienic. Yeah, you're <laughs> one like of the people I'm not really worried about when it comes to hygiene, but some people, I'm just like, what the fuck is under your fingernails? I think that I associate people in New York needing to shower because I feel like I constantly need to shower whenever I'm in New York. Because I'm sweaty I and covered in pollution and like yeah splash from the road road spray right and then i see people like posting out and about in new york and i can like smell the photo and i just want to put them in a show okay i have one last maybe this is the me <laughs> maybe maybe it's more you but you know i have yeah. one last thing to talk about today <laughs> Um, okay. Now that we're talking about smells, I realize that oh, we, ugh, I'm not ready. A, we live a privileged life in D.C. Mm-hmm. The smoking laws are state by state. 
Mm -hmm. for the most part. And I realize that means that some bars in other states are smoking bars. Real, that's I forgot thing. about that. Yeah, I I like, forgot about that because we've been inside. In, yeah, it depends on the state rule. Like for example, I'm from Pennsylvania, so like PA, it has to do with something of like the amount of food that contributes to your revenue versus drinks. So like if you, if food isn't a big part of your revenue, like if it's like ten percent or less or something, then you can have a yeah. smoke. Oh. That's it. I wonder if Georgia's like that because there are smoking bars in the Atlanta airport, which feels so wrong. Like at an airport? Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's like when you go to Europe and you walk past all the smoking rooms. But I mean it's crazy. Like I didn't think about that until I like I like bar. revisit people in Pennsylvania and I'm like, fuck, that's right. You can smoke in places here. Stale cigarette smoke is really foul heaven forbid i ever have to move in anywhere where a smoker lived before me like a house no no i wouldn't be able to buy it do they have to disclose that like a realtor i think so because it like it'll stain the walls especially like it stains things the smoke and i guess secondhand smoke has still been found to cause cancer so yeah and if it's like in carpets or walls and stuff like... mm. I feel like I can smell it. Anyway, I, it I just so wanted to call attention to our our fortune and privilege yeah. of going yeah. anywhere we want in DC and not having to worry about like people smoking indoors unless we go to like a cigar or hookah lounge. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know why we would, but <laughs> I went to a hookah lounge last July on a second date. Oh, okay. Would you recommend yeah. it? We'll talk about this next week. I want to know. I we'll talk about our, our date spots for certain dates next week. But I don't know if I'm ready for that. Okay, but we'll see. We'll talk I'll about it another week. Have another therapy appointment between yeah. now and then. So perfect. Uh, all right, everyone. Well, thank you for bearing with us as we are on and off, and um, you know, getting our shit together. Life is life, and sometimes it's um, not kind to us. I hope it's been kind to you. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, we love you guys. You're great. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> give us some feedback or something because we give you yeah. all this. Give us something in return. Yeah, that's, that's only fair. Um, and I promise I'll have a doctor call next time. Okay. Perfect. Bye. Bye. Bye.